You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com. Cat Investments. Hi, I was wondering if um, I could uh, speak to an investment broker. Uh, That is me. That is I. I am an investment broker that specializes in cats, felines. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know, I've, I've, (laughs) you know, I've got, I've got a a baby on the way. um, And a A kitten. No, 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 no. A baby human. Human baby. Okay. Sure. I've heard of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So um, then thank you for your warm congratulations. So I uh, am expecting a baby and- Congratulations on the baby. <laughs> Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited. Now we're rooting for you. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Uh, so- We just hope it comes out the right way. You know. What's the right way? Head first. It crowns. <laughs> I hope, mm-hmm. I hope you have a crowning delivery because uh, if it's foot first or sideways, it's a giant mm-hmm. mess. It's terrible. So head first uh, for you. That's what we say in Estonia where <laughs> one of my great relatives is from. We say head first to you, sir, even though it's meant for the woman. I feel like this conversation has gone sideways like a bad birth. Okay. Don't do that, by the way. That's how I lost my first two wives. Uh, oh no, that's, that's so terrible. You, you lost your first two wives while they were giving birth to your children. No, I was distracted. <laughs> so you just, you lost sight of them. <laughs> I lost sight of, yes. I was witnessing a sideways birth and mm-hmm. lost track of my wife and <laughs> we were on a cruise and I didn't see her after that. Honeymoon cruise, ironically. Oh my God. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> That's a fast turnaround for delivering the baby. Did you ever sort of follow up to find out what happened to her and your child? No, I had terrible insurance. <laughs> okay. It's been hard, but I focus my life on cat finance, feline <laughs> finance. And that's how I have, have built my career. And that's what I devote all my time and energy to. Okay, great. So let's focus maybe on that because that's okay. where my question lies. I'm having a baby Good. head first. I know you got crowning. a kitten on the way. Sure. Okay. And um, so what I need to know is if I've got some money that I would like to set aside and grow yep. so that when yes. my daughter uh, is uh, of age, she can have um, a good life, uh, perhaps a college fund, that sort of thing. And I'm trying to determine what mm. cat investments uh, are or what they, yeah, what they are. Well, uh, there are several. Obviously, I think catnip is uh, a way to go. You know, a, a lot of my clients, I recommend that 30 to 40% of their portfolio is catnip related <laughs> stocks. Catnip Co., Catnip Depot, Catnip Warehouse, Mm -hmm. any of the Mm. uh, catnip-specific franchises. Uh, Those are solid. They've been growing year after year. Um, We have a a large cat population. It keeps growing. Uh, We 
donate a lot of money to non-government organizations throughout the world that uh, have stray cats and kind of promote mm-hmm. the birth of stray cats. And so we, we guarantee that there will be, this is a growth market. I see. So, well, that's that's key to my investment strategy. Well, yes. My concern is um, all the spay and neuter programs. I think I'd rather you put your your funds or your connections, maybe some lobbying efforts, into mm-hmm. combating spay and neutering programs. Is that something that you'd be willing to do? Uh, we actually do. We have a super fund, a super PAC, as a, that, mm. that we've been using to to give money to candidates who. Uh, want to reinforce the message that we're putting out there, which is let them hump. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the slogan. Yeah. Well, we've got, it's, it's, so it's a picture of a cat. It's a very attractive cat. It says pretty kitty, let her hump. <laughs> and the whole concept of the campaign is just let chaos stop, stop with the spaying and the neutering. That's not natural or normal or kind. Mm-hmm. And let the cats do what cats want to do. And what cats want to do is snort catnip and do it yep. with their little hook, weird penises, their hooky, <laughs> nasty sandpaper penises and tongues, they, they, whatever they do, that's what they do. And we just want to let them be free like nature intended. Right. It seems like you have a, a, a upsettingly accurate uh, understanding of the cat uh, 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 sexual anatomy. I do because I have nothing but cats on my mind since losing both of my wives and any future <laughs> kids. I focus strictly on cats. Uh, my whole life mm-hmm. is devoted to cat equities, cat bonds, cat municipal funds, and or feline if you want to be classier about it. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and so yeah, I know what I'm talking about. So you've actually called one of the most prominent uh, folks in the in the cat investing business. I, clearly I have. I'm, I'm very impressed. It, it didn't start well, but I'm very impressed over the last few minutes. So, so tell me, uh, do you have any sort of, you know, I, I find that to start a movement, you sort of need an influencer or sort of a spokesman, or I guess in your case, a spokescat. Do you have any sort of celebrities yes. lined up for your let them, let them hump campaign? Yes, we do. Great. Can you tell me about that, please? Absolutely. Uh, so I don't know if you know, um, I mean, obviously this is Kiki D. I, I don't know who Kiki D is. Kiki D uh, performed a duet with Elton John, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. And she just happened to be available. I was actually at the <laughs> local coffee shop and I looked over and I saw a woman and she looked to be in her 70s. And she reminded me of somebody familiar. And I said, uh, I feel like I might know you. And she said, well, I'm Kiki D. I did the duet with Elton John. Don't go breaking my heart. And I said, mm-hmm. well, I'm from a cat, uh, cat oriented financial advisory. Would you be interested <laughs> in being our spokeslady? And she said, yes. Mm-hmm. And that's to my amazement. And all it cost me was a macchiato. <laughs> that's great. And, and is she changing her, um, her song into something, um, uh, pro cat humping related? Yes. Oh, cool. So it, it originally was don't go breaking my heart. And right. what is she changing it into? Well, I mean, first of all, before I tell you this, I just have to say she is, <laughs> is in talks with Elton. Uh, oh, she is huge, getting, huge. You know, it's a big thing. She has to get the rights to the song. She doesn't have a hundred percent permission right now. Uh, mm-hmm. She, she is 
she is working on it with Mr. John or Sir John, as we call him in this uh, British business. And uh, it is, it don't go stop in that hump. <laughs> to the same exact melody. Don't go stop uh, yeah, in I'll, that I'll hump. Assume. No, don't go stop in that hump. Let that kitty hump her way out. Don't go stop in that hump. Meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. Humpity, humpy, hump. Meow, 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 hump. Meow, 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 hump. And it just goes on from there. That's pretty good. I feel... I was dancing down the street to it the other day and it was just, you know, people kept saying, what, what are you listening to? You look so energized and happy. And I said, well, I smoked a bunch of catnip and I've got this great song in my head. Right. Okay. So it seems like, uh, you know, catnip investments, you know, catnip co and catnip depot and stuff. It seems like they're yep. multi, multi-use perhaps. Yeah. And there are some catnip mutual funds I could certainly advise you on. And there's a, a couple of catnip exchange traded funds. I mean, we've got, there's a lot of catnip, but you know, catnip should only be about 30, 35% of your portfolio. Don't forget mice, you know, small oh. birds. Uh, there's always, you know, there, you got to diversify. Uh, can you tell me about some um, mice and small bird companies that you personally invest in? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, there's, there's mouse, but it's, it's kind of- well, that's the thing. It's spelled uh, without, it's spelled in the traditional or like the, the modern way of doing things, you know, how they, they don't spell it out. They, they drop the vowels and stuff. So it's spelled M-A-S, but the A has oh, a weird we, accent mm-hmm. over it. Mouse. Yeah. Very modern. And it's yeah, just yeah, the yeah. way you do. It's the way, yeah, it's the way you do. It's the dot com thing. You know how they do Tumblr, you know, it's T-U-M-B-L-R, right? They drop the E. Yeah, absolutely. But what, but what do they provide though? Well, their market niche mm-hmm. is that they provide handicap mice. <laughs> so mice with deformities that make it harder for them to run away from cats. <laughs> oh my God. So deformed spines or just dysfunctional <laughs> feet or maybe missing feet. And so, you know, the mice can maybe, they might run around in a circle or just very slowly <laughs> or just crawling uh, or they, or jelly back as we call it, where they just kind of roll around <laughs> and, right, uh, right. and it makes it easier. It makes it easier for the mm-hmm. cat. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, do, do they provide like mice wheelchairs or anything like that? No, because that would actually assist them in getting away from the cats. That's what I and was hoping you'd say. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, we tried that initially and they're like, no, it's not fair. The kid, the mice are now getting away from the cats. The cats are confused. They don't like, they get their, their little paws stuck in the tiny uh, mouse wheelchair wheels. And so we just got rid of that altogether, <laughs> the crutches, all that stuff. And so it's just, mm-hmm. it's helpless mice. Uh, and the cats, you know, they've been genetically engineered to be delicious for cats. I mean, personally, I don't like oh. mice. I don't right, find right. them satisfying. I find them very kind of. Uh, not appealing. I don't like their tiny little organs. And uh, I appreciate mm-hmm. when my cat brings one and leaves it on the doorstep. I mean, I get it. Thank you. But it's sure. not for me. It's for cats. Everything I do is for cats. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Brian. Hi, Jack. Hi, hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. It's been 
just a couple of days since I have seen you last. That's right, Jack. I saw you at your house. Because Brian and I had a sleepover. We had a sleepover. Songs humping. (laughs) Yes, there was no humpy. That's French for no humping. That's right. Um, there's no humping. That's right. No matter what was uh, Showed in up the air. I brought some wine. Mm-hmm. You made some steak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betsy made some pigs in a blanket. Yeah, that was good. And your daughter stole like $7 from me. Yes. Ma- making me play her weird game. Yep. That I couldn't win. So we, we got a claw game for Eden, like the, you know, the claw game at arcades where they have like miniature claw game things where you can get like tiny little stuffed animals or pieces of candy. And Eden got this and she was very excited to set it up for Brian. I thought just to be fun and social, but it turns out. She wanted to make money. And so she, she took you for seven bucks. She took me for $7. <laughs> and she took my five. She's like, and I'm not giving you change. Like she just literally stole my money. Uh, so we had a sleepover. And what was exciting about it was that this was your first time at my new home. Yes. And so, yeah, that's one of the, it's one of the things I wanted to talk about first, Brian, is that, you know, I, I hope you had a good time. I did. I, I drank wine and I, we, I had steak and uh, pigs in a blanket and gambling and, <laughs> uh, and we watched some videos mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was, I had a good time. I had a real good time. Yeah. Now the, the one criticism that you had, I, once you got the wine in you, I don't know if you remember this is that, um, and this hurts because my, what my wife does for a living is that you said you would make different interior design choices on the house for each room. You had a different vision for what the room should be. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's just a difference of opinion. I mean, I know Betsy, you know, she has a company that does interior, it's called affordable interior design, mm-hmm. which is uh, if you're a Google person, that's a very smart way to name your business because that means you're at the top of the, the Google rankings. That's right. Cause people just type in affordable interior design. That's right. And the first thing that pops up is Betsy. Yeah. And, the, and those pictures from her only fans <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, so she's, you know, she's an expert and, you know, but I just have different, I have different ideas. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to sort of like talk, I, I'd love to, I brought a notepad down, um, so I could sort of write down some of your ideas. Cause you're a little incoherent yeah. when, when you're, um, so, so shit faced on wine. So if you good wouldn't wine though, wasn't it? It was very good wine. I yeah. will, I will say that. So I wouldn't mind if you could just sort of give me some of your visions for a couple of the rooms here in the house. Would you yes. mind sort of sharing your, your artistic visions? Yes. Okay. So we have sort of a, a big, um, a big sort of family room and, and right now yeah. it's, um, you know, uh, yeah, there's, um, you know, a, a couch and I mean, it's, but it's really big. Like Eden yeah. does like gymnastics in there. And yeah. you said, Oh, this is all wrong. I would have done something much more dynamic in here. What, what was your plan for that room? Well, you got the fireplace in the middle of it. That's right. And, you know, when I saw the fireplace, I'm like, okay, wouldn't, wouldn't this be the greatest place to just kind of sit on a toilet and read? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. And, you know, and so I'm looking around and I saw you didn't have any kind of plumbing around there. There's no toiletry. And, uh, and so that was my, one of my first comments to her was that, you know, this, you need like a, a, you know, who doesn't love to poop by the fire? I I guess I've never really tried it before, but but, so are you saying by the fire or inside the fireplace? 
Right in front of the fireplace. <sighs> I, I would say just a, a nice elongated uh, toilet, um, you know, with a, a, a power flush. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and just like right there, because, you know, you got a crackling fire and you've got your little book, your Kindle, and you're just sitting there getting things done yeah. and, and just enjoying the beauty of a fire and uh, the evacuation of your bowels. <laughs> and, you know, if you think about it, I mean, you don't get much more, you know, caveman-y rustic like that, right? I mean, you're literally just sitting near a fire pooping. That's what they did. Did they? Yeah. I mean, the only thing that could make it even more authentic would be if maybe Betsy walked up uh, naked and handed me some just raw meat to start chewing on. Which, by the way, I want to talk to you about. You've got to stop suggesting that to my wife. The raw meat? Mm, that wasn't the top uh, problem I had. Well, I just, you know, she she came by to top off the wine. And I said, it'd be much nicer if you were naked <laughs> doing that. And, um, you know, it's a French thing. You know, French wine, oh. French customs. Oh, I, I didn't mean to shame someone's culture. I, 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 I must be the one who's wrong. Yeah, well, you definitely, yeah, you're wrong. And uh, I think you need to be canceled, honestly. Because I mean, all cultures are equally good. And if one was better than the others, then that would be hateful to say. That would be a terrible thing. Everybody's the same. That's right. The gypsies are just like us. <laughs> they really are. Same values. But much better at pickpocketing. <laughs> so, and, and just for the... For the engineering of, of your idea for my main living room, um, as you pointed out, there's no plumbing there. Right. So the, I don't really necessarily understand where the waste goes. Well, I mean, in your case, there's no existing plumbing underneath. You said you don't really have much of a basement. That's right. So the trick is getting a backhoe into your family room. <laughs> it can be done. Mm-hmm. Anything can be done. You know, yeah. what you just need, you need the dedication and the motivation. Okay. So it's possible to rent little mini backhoes. And I think, you know, we'd be able to get that through your doorway. If not, we might be able to widen your doorway with a backhoe and get in there (laughs) and dig what we call a septic pit. Okay. Uh, And you dig down. I mean, in your case, you'd want to, you know, depending on how much you think you might use this kind of luxury, uh, you you dig down 10, 20 feet. (laughs) <laughs> and you just, you build your septic system there. Then you don't have to okay. deal with pipes and all this other nonsense. Wouldn't the potential um, uh, waste that would just be sitting right under my fireplace can potentially uh, cause fumes to sort of rise. And when you light a fire, couldn't it blow up? Yeah. The entire well, that's house? what you'd going to want to like a methane pipe. Oh God. So now that's going to run from underneath your septic system uh, through your family room up and through your master bedroom and then through the roof. And it's kind of like, it's called a septic release. And that'll, that'll let any kind of concentrated methane fumes kind of dissipate and uh, kind of come out on your roof and then make their way kind of down over the lawn. (laughs) I mean, is there any way I can just get that to the neighbors? You could with a fan system. Sure. Okay. 
I, I, I hate to be this guy, Brian, but that does seem expensive. Is there a, a more, uh, a, a way to do this more on a, on a budget? Yeah, it's expensive, but I noticed you have a bedroom you don't need. Yes. And there are lots of people looking for a place to live. A lot of families from the uh, Dominican Republic or Honduras, Guatemala need a place to stay. Uh, you provide <laughs> a, a wonderful uh, locale there. Um, and right. I don't see why you couldn't get a family of, of six or seven folks to, to rent one of your rooms and, and sure. stay there. And that's extra cash for you. I, I guess I, I, I'm not sure why I couldn't just rent it out to a white Connecticut couple or. <laughs> because you want to be nice. I just want the money, man. You know, you just want to help. I feel like you're not hearing me, but is there, okay, fine. That's another way to yeah. raise revenue, but is there a way to get, to make the poo-poos go away in a way that is inexpensive? Cause I don't want to do all the piping through my house. You could hire a methane man. Oh, I don't know what a methane man is. Methane man is a, a gentleman. He's usually small in stature because he's going to be <laughs> living in your uh, septic system. Uh, and he basically just sits there with a candle. <laughs> lives at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, they don't, you know, he doesn't want a lot. He comes from a terrible place. Uh, this life is much better. That's how bad it is where he's from. Uh, and as long as he's got like a little nook and a place to kind of just hang out, he's happy to lie there with a the candle. You just need to occasionally drop food into your toilet. I, I Almost every time I sit on the toilet, I'm dropping food. Yeah, but you want pro unprocessed food. I see. I see. And what you do is you seal it in a Ziploc bag. Okay. That's how he knows it's for him. Okay. And then you just send that sucker down. You'll hear a little gracias from underneath. <laughs> It'll come through the trap. And then, um, and he will take care of burning off any a a excess methane down there. So wait a minute, the, the trap, I, I mean, yeah. is he trapped down there? No, no. It's the trap that prevents the odors from re coming back through the toilet. I see. Yeah. Because yeah, the K Connecticut, trust me, I've looked into this. They have strict kidnapping laws. It's a real yeah. fucking nanny state over here. Yeah. Well, he's not a kid. He's, he's 43. <laughs> the methane man. Yeah. And he has a, a fun little jingle, doesn't he? Like yeah. when, when he shows up at your door. Yeah. How does it go? Do you know the methane man? He lives in your septic system in your living room. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's, and, and how much, okay. So that's, I imagine the piping, the backhoe, all that stuff you laid out, we're probably looking at three, $400,000. How much does the methane man cost? Uh, methane man, it just depends. Okay. Um, you know, you, you know, are you going to give him va paid vacations or is he like a full timer? Yeah, Do I have to? I mean, I can't hold my poopoos for a couple of weeks while he's visiting the home country. It's nice. <sighs> he's got a cousin. <laughs> That that replaces him. Yes. Can I trust this fella? Yeah, yeah, he's fine. He's he's a good. He's he's a he he knows what he's doing. He knows how to light a candle. And he's equally tiny. Oh yeah, he, they're, it's diminutive. They're they're very they're whatever's in the water. They're they're, very, just, they're not very tall gentlemen. Okay. And they're just very they're very pleasant. Okay. Well, all right. Well, at least now. Okay. All right. 
Okay, I like this plan for the living room. Let's just hit one or two other rooms quickly. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, let's let's go to the master bedroom. Yes. Which, which as Betsy pointed out, you can no longer call it the master what bedroom. What did she call it? The primary bedroom yeah, is what they call it now. Yeah, that's absurd. And it's, yes. it's a master bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm telling you, like that's what everyone like. If you go, uh, like look for a house, and they're going to list it as the primary bedroom. That's just so dumb. Well, there you go. I'm tired of dumb. Yeah, I'm tired of dumb too. You said you had um, something that you thought would be perfect for sort of like the the, the ceiling of the master bedroom. Yes. Uh, what what was that that idea? Uh, like a it's a swastika shaped uh, ceiling fan. <laughs> Jesus. But when you turn it on, it's a good luck symbol. What happens when you turn it off? Uh, a lot of people die. <laughs> It's terrible. It's don't turn it off. Oh man. Okay. That's <laughs> very confusing. Yeah. That, that symbol is very confusing. I wish it had fewer meanings. Yeah. I mean, it's really only got two mm -hmm. and um, one's real bad. And the other one's like, are you joking? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Seriously. Okay. N noted. So, so let me ask you this. Yeah. You know, obviously I've got the two kids, another one on the way. Yep. You said, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you said you had some, some essential, you said, you said essential ideas for my son's bedroom. Yes. He's a 12 year old boy. 12 -year -old he's boy. heading, he's heading into teenage years, heading yes. into puberty, yes. heading into all the stuff that's going to go on in there. Yeah. You said you had some essential design ideas for his bedroom. Could you go yeah. ahead and share those with me? Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's going into puberty. Yep. Um, and we all know, you know, puberty, it's a tough time for kids. The voice changes. Uh, they're obsessed with Farrah Fawcett. And so, you know, uh, what I would recommend is you get, you know, posters of Farrah Fawcett. You, you okay. place them on each wall. So mm -hmm. all four walls have a poster of Farrah Fawcett. So no matter where he is in the room, he can look over and immediately want to masturbate. Hmm. Uh, and then that, that brings you to the second problem, okay. uh, which is, you know, you need to have multiple, uh, Kleenex distribution, uh, <laughs> setups throughout the room. Mm -hmm. So God. the wall under the bed, uh, in the bathroom, mm -hmm. uh, the windows, whatever. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so you're saying that this teenager, <laughs> Won't already want to be doing that in the first place all the time. He will once he sees Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> now, Farrah Fawcett from the seventies, or or Farrah Fawcett like modern day. No, see, this is the thing. You got to be very careful of the poster you get. Okay, good. Uh, you want it to be the classic Farrah Fawcett in the red uh, unitard uh, with the feathery blonde hair from the seventies. Okay. If you get the more recent one, uh, your son will be a necrophiliac. <laughs> Good note. See, this is why I'm glad we're having the conversation. And you don't want to encourage that. That, that stuff, it's, it's disturbing. It's gross. It's not right. That's right. Uh, you want him to, to form a normal uh, appreciation of a beautiful woman from the 70s. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, um, okay, great, great call. And finally... Obviously the new, uh, the new addition, uh, you know, we've got to decorate the nursery. We don't oh, even, yeah. we don't even have a nursery cause we haven't needed one in about nine years. 
Um, but we're going to need one now. Yep. Is there any sort of like, I don't know if this is possible, any sort of like ejection device, you know, like maybe a, you know, a roof a door that sort of opens and potentially could like eject the baby into the woods or anything? Um, I mean, you, you could, that's, it's expensive. Um, <sighs> it's cost prohibitive. It's easier to put in a, a trap pipe that goes down and it makes the baby uh, the problem for the methane man. him deal with it you know what he's there he's got nothing else to do but light candles man it's great to have a built-in babysitter it is and you know he appreciates it he's got something to do but wouldn't the baby at about one years old overpower the methane men definitely taller (laughs) well thanks brian uh you know uh, thanks for coming over uh you're welcome here anytime all right i'll be there tomorrow I mean, not, not tomorrow's not good. Friday? I have plans this weekend. Maybe we take this offline? No, we can talk about it on the show. That's fine. What are you up to these days? Oh, my God. Well, I've already told you I've got this ridiculous baby coming. I'm busy all the time at work. Um, I just had some pervert over at my, spend the night in my house. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm busy, man. I'm busy. Okay. We're, I mean, work, work is good. Yeah. I, I love, I love the place that I work. I love the place that you work, Jack. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite part about the place that I work? It's so good. <laughs> Coke brothers. Uh, just the one now. One's dead. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Thank you for my loss. When did he die? Like six, seven years ago, man. Good for him. Not, not good for no, him. Terrible. Yes. Happy days are not here again. That's right. A sad, a sad thing. It is bad. Yeah. But he had a good run. He, I think he had a marvelous run. How old was he? Uh, I don't know. Up there. I mean, Charles is 85. Okay. So David must've been, I mean, this was like I said, about six years ago. So gosh, I mean, he must've been in his late seventies at least. Oh, geez. That seems young. When you're your age, yeah, it, it would. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that at all. No, I would imagine not. I think 99 should be the death age. I would sign up for that uh, right now. Just because you're almost at 100, but it's like, nope, sorry. Embolism. You know, Brian, this this whole thing got me thinking, here's something I wasn't planning on, but here's the thing, I think. Yeah. I know you're looking now that uh, Turkey is totally fixed. Yeah, it's all better. <laughs> So I know you're looking for something to do. Yeah. And obviously we've just uncovered the fact that there's an, a, a Coke brother opening. Yes. So, you know, do you, what quality, do do, is that something you think you might want to do is become a Coke brother? Yes. So, you know, can you, I mean, I know people, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the business there at Coke industries and, 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 and the charitable, charitable wing, what, um, what would you, how would you sort of apply for the job of a Coke brother? Well, very carefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would find out who's in charge of making the decision. <laughs> and then I would seduce them. <laughs> Obviously, I'd put on a wig. Sure. Uh, but I'd use my sexiest voice. Okay. 
and seduce them, but make a video. Oh, I see. I see. And say, listen, if you don't give me what I want, this goes to my 13 Instagram followers. Pretty good. It's going to snowball from there. I guarantee it. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's blackmail and that's a crime. Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> so wait, just really quickly, um, mm. I, I think we would all like to just sort of hear your sexiest voice. Hello, Mr. Coke. Mm. Would you like me to touch your Pepsi? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's confusing. I'll give you, it's sexy and confusing. Yeah, well, I, I like to play all angles. What what makes you, if I was sort of interviewing you for the job, what, what makes you the perfect candidate to become a Coke brother? Well, if they put me in charge of a couple billion dollars, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Okay. I know what to do. What would you do with it? Not buy a mega yacht. Because <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, okay, you guys gave me $2 billion and you thought I was going to run out and buy a mega yacht. I'm not that kind of dick. What kind of dick are you? I'd buy like a small yacht, <laughs> but just something manageable. I don't need a crew of 18. Mm-hmm. I just, I need me and my lady mm-hmm. and maybe a mistress mm-hmm. or just somebody on the side. Yep. For when my lady's tired. Little like on the side of the boat? Yeah. You just kind of dip them in the water. You keep them fresh. <laughs> and the salt kills any germs. And I don't think that's true. And then I may be a guy who knows how to drive the boat. Sure. A captain? With the sails and stuff. Cause I don't know all that nonsense. Up and down, jib, uh, full sail, half sail, mast, all that crap. I, I, I don't do that. That's not my right. thing. So I need one of those guys. Okay. And maybe a lady to make like canapes <laughs> and stuff like, you know, just to walk around with a tray and just give me stuff to eat when I'm hungry. Okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe bring me a, a beer or wine. Mm-hmm. So not, I don't, I have lower demands than these, these crazy mega billionaires. So you're, you're thinking just a crew of five or six? Minimal. Yeah. I mean, we might need some more. You need a, like an engine guy. Okay. And a, you know, the guy who throws those big puffy things to keep the boat from smashing against the dock. <laughs> the boat pillows. Boat pillows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I need a boat pillow guy. Like a Mike Lindell? Yeah, but like for boats. Okay. It's like sea pillow. Okay. <laughs> and maybe less Trumpy. <clears throat> just a little mm-hmm. more, just a little less political. Sure. I don't want to deal with politics on my boat. Yeah, absolutely. I just want canapes. Yep. My wife. Mm-hmm. A mistress, maybe two. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, the guy, the pillow guy. Sure. The boat driving guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe a sail expert just to be like, right. oh, yeah, the sail should be over here to get maximum windage. Mm-hmm. So that's what they call it. Yep. And so like uh, maybe 15 people, maximum. <laughs> maximum. So you were saying 18 is ridiculous, yeah. but maybe you would go 15? Well, I, you know, I want to enjoy my boat. Okay. While I'm doing stuff for the Coke brother who's left- <laughs> I will, you know, and I'll, okay, so I'm going to need internet. So I need like a Skylink dude who can manage the, he'll be on top of the mast with a satellite dish or whatever it takes. I need mm-hmm. to be able to access my emails when I'm overseas or in the middle of the ocean. So sure. whoever has that technology. So I need 
16 maybe guys. 16 max. Max. Right. And a biographer. Because, you know, you're doing a lot of interesting stuff. So I want to got to take notes. Right. You know, I'd be like, oh, oh, Brian just had a canopy and now he's like goosing the the mistress in front of his wife. He's very angry. And you want that written down. Do you? Know you? I mean? like, well, I, you, I want someone to write it down. I don't want to, I'm busy goosing the mistress. I don't want to have, and my, I'm arguing with my wife. So I need someone who's documenting that and it can't be me. I, I can't be distracted mm-hmm. that way. So you got mask guy doing his mast and ship driver making sure we don't hit any boys or coral reefs or, or, or girls. Whales. Well, I mean, you, Natalie Wood's out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want to hit any boys or, or girls. Or girls. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> but you want a pillow guy, the boat pillow guy. You need a boat um, pillow. When you're near the dock, you don't need him until you're near the dock. But as soon as you're near the dock, you start ringing your, your boat pillow phone and just say, get sure. up here, get on all hands on deck, your hands on deck, throw those pillows over the side of the boat. Wait, isn't it the mistress's job to have her hands on deck? Well, it depends on how your accent is. <laughs> Right. And so, okay. So that's, so now we're looking at maximum 20 people and, and, and that's it. Is there anyone else you can think of? I mean, at most, at most 20 people, I would think, cause you got okay. you know, all the, all the folks. Okay. Do I want a DJ? Yeah. It'd be nice to have a DJ. <laughs> Am I going to be like demand a DJ? No, but it would be nice. Just mm-hmm. someone to play the tunes as we're chilling in the back and just, you know, we're having our little cocktails. I'm checking my emails. And yeah, because you got the internet. in touch with the Coke brother and just being yep. like, yes, yeah, I uh, have not wasted your billions of dollars. I'm mm-hmm. very busy on this boat. Uh, the DJ's playing some nice jams. You should try these canapes. I don't know how they do it. It's fantastic. Oh, her <laughs> ass is so firm. It, like, just they're so, you know, I'll stay in touch. Right. <sighs> so that's it? There's no one else? Uh, if I'm being honest, um, I would invite the methane man. Because <laughs> if you think about it, he's he's stuck in a sewer so much. It'd be nice to get him out in the open water just for a few days. So you wouldn't even want him to do poo-poo duties. You would just want him to have a nice time. I just, you know, hang him off the boat, you know, and just kind of just do his thing. But just like, you know, he doesn't even have to light a candle. He can just hang out and, you know, and, and talk to the mistress. Okay. So that's it. No one else? Obviously, you need the ship lady. What's a ship lady? The lady who's in the front of the boat. They always have a real human being kind of in the front of the boat, like sticking off. Like in the Titanic, it was that girl. And just like leans <laughs> right. off the front of the boat. <laughs> well, I mean, and she was a pastor. I know they have like carved women on old, like old pirate ships and stuff. I don't think they're carved. I think they're real. And so you need one of those. And of course, they can't have uh, any tops on. They have to, you have to see the full breast, breastage. And so you need okay. one of those, obviously somebody voluptuous mm-hmm. um, and just seaworthy. She has to be seaworthy. Yeah. She has to like, obviously salt. Okay. Which is good <laughs> because semen are salty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. They are. Whew. So we're looking maximum 25, 
28 guys, uh, uh, excuse me, person crew. At most. I mean, I, you know, am I going to march in there and tell Mr. Coke brother that it like, Oh yeah, I need 30 people, 28. People. No, I'm going to, if he's like, Brian, I, I, I can only give you 20 people. I will make do, you know, maybe I don't have the ship driver guy or I don't have the well, masked person or whatever. We just leave it up to fate. But mm. yeah, you know, I, I will make Mr. Coke brother happy. And I, I want him to know that his money is in good hands. Uh, if they're in my hands. I don't know. I, I mean, it's, you know, Mr. Coke is a, actually a very principled man. He's a great leader, um, a great philanthropist. I'm a great philanthropist. Are, are you? What What's your top philanthropy? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. What What organization do you like to give to the most? Oh, I mean, you know, it it depends. I mean, Chick Fil A, sure. <laughs> uh, not on Sundays, obviously. Obviously. Um, you know, mobile. Although I'm not, you know, necessarily loyal. Sunoco is fine. Okay. <laughs> it, it just doesn't matter, but I'll give to them. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Hillstone restaurant, I will give to them mm -hmm. uh, when I can. And Brooks Brothers. Uh, I, you know, I, I stopped giving the Brooks Brothers years ago. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm much more of a Hugo Boss uh, <laughs> kind of philanthropist. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I pick my charities wisely. It sounds it sounds like you have a great portfolio. Their money's <laughs> in good hands with me. Great. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll float this by Charles, and we'll we'll let you know uh, how it goes, buddy. Please tell him that I say hello. I will. Well, this uh, brings to close another exciting no. episode of uh, Questionable Material. Yes, very good. Thank you. So um, is there anything you want our listeners to uh, to do? Nope. <laughs> Just have a great day. They should. I want them to have a great day. I, I want that as well. They don't need to. They don't need to like or subscribe or write good reviews. Just live your life. Yeah. Review us and all that. Okay. Yeah. Tell people what to do. Send us your dreams. That's terrifying. Thank you. <laughs> Questionable material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Visit us at qmpodcast.com.